welcome to the Lords of Grantham podcast. With Downton Abbey A New Era hitting theaters soon, we're revisiting season six in its entirety. But since we've watched some of these episodes twice for our main feed, we're going to hit you with a classic discussion of the episode from our original run to tide you over until we return next week with some more content. So enjoy this vintage Lords of Grantham episode. Last time on Downton Abbey, Edith and Bertie made some steps and they kissed. Andy and Thomas are getting along because Andy can't read. Mary is still putting the moves on Talbot, even though she doesn't want to marry him because of his cars. And perhaps most importantly, amidst all the hospital drama, Robert had an ulcer that burst in the bloodiest, most vile scene of all of Downton Abbey. So, let's clean up this bloody mess with Season 6, Episode 6. And, hello. We're back. We're back. And we spoiled it last time, but this is one day after we recorded the last episode. And in that time, we've finally crossed 300 uh, followers on Instagram. Wow. Which is kind of actually relatively small, but you know, I'm only following like 25 people-ish, so that's all organic. Yeah. That's natural and, growth. And uh, well, I saw Kiss last uh, this year. The band Kiss? The band Kiss, the hottest band in the world. Okay. And they played the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is sort of a smaller arena for a band of that size. Mm-hmm. And Paul Stanley said, this is not a small group. This is not a small room. This is a mighty room. So you know what? 300 mighty Lords of Grantham Instagram followers. 300 strong. Yeah. Then that's cool. Yeah. And if you hear some like ambiance, some room noise this week, we did not want to be Jennings Michael Birch and cage the animals at night. So the third Lord of Grantham, Little Lando, is... Roaming free in his room, and we are in my my living room. Yeah, rest assured, he is purring in that room. You just can't hear it this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go grab him and hold him up to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Probably not, though. Um, yeah. Aside, I mean, we really don't have anything to update. It's been 24 hours since we recorded. Yeah, by the time you'll be hearing this, Dave and I will have spent a weekend in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's right. Uh, for a bachelor party. And, you know, hopefully we're alive. Yeah. Yeah. And for the one piece of news that we can give is that our Dirty Dancing Patreon episode has dropped. Yes. And for $5 a month, you can sign up now, get every single previous Patreon bonus episode, and then opt out and quit after Dirty Dancing if that's what you want. Yeah, if you just <laughs> want to hear us talk about Dirty Dancing in depth, which well, we, we go. You would, you would get our music podcast pilot, our Red Hot Chili Peppers one. Oh, that's the same one. Yep. Um, the Star so, Wars. Yep. The, the movie poster. Uh, review the personality tests round two and then the one yeah. about us talking about our music industry experiences <laughs> yes who wouldn't want to hear about that yeah who wouldn't want that you're listening yeah. here so to all of our mighty listeners our mighty patreon mm-hmm. our mighty instagram thank you <laughs> yeah appreciate it 
Um, should we just jump right in? Yeah, episode. Should we open the doors to the public? We are one off from the sign of the devil, dude. It is season six, episode six. Yeah. And that means that Robert has beaten the devil. He is not dead. He, yeah, he, maybe he is the devil. <laughs> he is in red. Um, he was covered everyone in red the last episode. Um, I mean, open house is June 6th. There we go. Season six, episode six. The open house that is taking place this episode is June 6th nah. in the sixth month of the year. Is that really? It was June 6th? It's yeah. A, oh, I, didn't t- I didn't pay so that much attention. Julian has got something going on with Satan this episode, I guess. He is a, a Satanist. <laughs> I would not put that past that our old Julian. That would be a great reveal. That it's all, you know, like when, when Insane Clown Posse revealed that they were all like Christian. Julian After Fellows like a decade a of making horrid music, it would be like is Julian it? Fellows being like, by the way, I worship uh, this the devil's Lucifer. Check out this back tattoo. <laughs> And then there's Satan on his back. I drink blood. <laughs> it's tasty. Uh, so they do the classic thing this episode where, so Robert just beat having uh, an ulcer burst and getting some of his stomach removed to, to save his life. And they just put on the eye makeup to let you know that he is recovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's tired and uh, sickly and uh, on the mend. He spends this entire episode in his bed. That's right. He doesn't get a. Like, I'm sick of this room. <laughs> I have a little... so much. You think they could have like Andy and, and Barrow pick him up and put him in a wheelchair or something? I, I just like. Well, he's just too weak right now, you know, to be in a wheelchair and pushed around. Well, I think it has more to do with his stomach, probably in the angle it could be at. Just uh, keep it raised at, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I also like to think that Hugh just stipulated. I just want to be in bed for an entire episode. Can we do that? <laughs> Bring the roaming child into my room. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, so, do we want to start with that, or uh, I mean, that's sort of the the big theme of the episode is the open house. Yes, yes, this is uh, something we have not seen this entire uh, series yet, and it's a little meta, if you ask me. Well, there was the one episode where they had like the picnic, where it was like a bigger party, but that wasn't open to the public, right? And I guess they have the they had the the soldiers in there during World War One, uh, but so for this episode, they're doing for charity. Uh, uh, open house of the Downton Abbey for people for, to walk for around. their hospital. Yeah, for their hospital. Uh, so for the public to come see and everything, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a little meta because there's a little consternation about you know we shouldn't be having people like you know civilians just walking around in here. That's dangerous. Yeah, as I mean Carson it, says there's <laughs> all these people that are against it. Uh, yeah, a lot of the property. But Ma- Mary and Branson made it happen. Yeah, they, they saw, you know, this is ultimately for the best. You know, we're going to be raising money here, you know. It's a, a chance for us to appeal to the common folk. So, there it goes. Yeah. The only thing is they really didn't thoroughly plan it through. Um, as we find out later in the episode when Birdie comes to visit, and he's like, well, do you have tour guides? Do you have people watching out around the house to make sure they don't steal stuff? And they did not plan at all. No, not one single bit. Yeah. Uh, so, what happens is it ends up being Mary, Edith, Cora, Trying to uh, help show the house off. And it turns out they don't know anything about the history of the house. Yeah, they know like little bits and pieces. The fourth Earl worked on the the ceilings or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. They don't know who did the paintings or anything. And I think there's a moment where Mosley tries to speak up about a painting. And it's like, nope. <laughs> I thought there would be some sort of crescendo to that where he gets to. Be the tour guy and take over. But then they don't get, they don't do it. Mm-mm. They pull before... Yeah, they just let them flail. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and in, during this time period, a little child runs into car, uh, to Robert's room, and they have an exchange, and then that's it. Yeah, well, the exchange with the child is funny. 
Yeah. Because he's like, why is your house so big? <laughs> True. And he's like, I, I don't know. He's like, can't you live in a small house? And then when uh, Carson, no, um, who like Mosley catches the kid, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're my lord. And he's like, it's okay. He was, he was more of a philosopher than a thief. Yeah. That's a cute interaction. Yeah. Every, I mean, in what movie does like a child approach some like patriarch character and it's never not like at the very least cute? Yeah. Heartwarming. I feel like like some like a kid goes up to like Hellboy and sits next to him. You know, like, every sort of boorish Our favorite movie character. from our favorite film, Hellboy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so also uh, they do a good job of like. They do one shot where they sh- they pan on the ceiling down, and it really makes you like appreciate high clear, like how it looks from the inside. Like it looks so cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they talk about like how they can't imagine this going on because at the end of the episode, they're like, "This is a way we can make money: just have people show up and look around." Yeah. And Robert's like, "When I'm dust, that'll happen." <laughs> uh, but everyone else is kind of into it, and they're it's really just true to today how they keep the manor going and everything by you know showing it around to people and stuff it's it's funny how they kind of you know what if branson was like maybe we can open the doors to a film cruise (laughs) to shoot cinema yeah 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 and film soap operas here Um, a lot of those like banisters they had there with the rope reminded me a lot of when i was walking around high clear like you know can't cross by by these or through these you wonder if they uh, they're like period made Velvet rope, I don't or if think they so. like just brought out the ones from the tours. I think it may have been the ones from just from the tours. It's just easier I mean, it's just brass and velvet. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. You know what happens with the? What, maybe that's in the movie. They, they, it just becomes a tourism place. Uh, I yeah, the king and queen are just waiting in line with the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a long line to get in there too. Yeah. So they make a lot of money for the hospital. Do you think they opened up the bathrooms to these people? I'm sure there was like a bathroom. <laughs> the downstairs. Imagine that's like the whole subplot where it's like Mosley can't pee. <laughs> well, they do reference oh, how. I'm gonna go. <laughs> and then you just see like the wet pants. They just keep cutting back to him every few minutes. Like he's just still sweating. Waiting. Like <laughs> has to let the little kid in there. Um, but it, you know, they talk about how the downstairs staff can't sit down during the day. And if they do, they have to find an innocuous, an innocuous chair to, you know, so the public doesn't see them but it doesn't seem like they take the public downstairs so why do they have to worry about that well they mean upstairs so oh, okay. be, that's before they thought about tour guides and whatnot gotcha so that's the thing going on in the background of this episode although there is a big moment do we want to get to the big moment i mean the big moment ties into everything yeah. else yeah so there's been some hospital <laughs> finality finally so as we thought that perhaps the blow up at the end of last episode was a a way in which we're sort of putting this behind us. You know, tragedy mm-hmm. brings the family together. Yeah. It did not. <laughs> uh, Violet is per still usual. very much the person who's like, well, now you know why we're keeping things my way. Yeah. Because we couldn't have done this if it was York. Right. Or, it's, you know, whatever. It saved your life, Robert, by having that And then hospital. everyone's like, the hospital's not going to shut down. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to change because of you. It's just going to be updated and be even better. Uh, but she's celebrating her uh, uh, a victory, you know. Yeah, what is a what magnanimous she say? victory? Did, yeah. Um. So yeah, the thing is, she doesn't know the news though. The news, oh, yeah. The news is that the board chose to change it over. They're going to merge it with the York anyways. There's nothing they can do about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> as as Robert later says, like, well, I guess our word doesn't carry any weight anymore on this matter. And yes, so they keep Isabel as the armiter. Mm-hmm. Clarkson's still the big dog. Yeah, he'll still be a doctor there. He'll be fine. 
But they want Cora to be the president. All because Cora visited the big hospital. Yeah. And it's funny because Violet could have taken these steps and she just didn't. She just uh, stayed where she was and look where she's at. She's going to be on the outside looking in. And what happens when she finds out the news? She like walks the fastest she's ever walked in the whole show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, it reminds me of like a Red Dead background character, like pushing through a crowd. Yeah. yeah sort yeah. of a weird, like, <laughs> wow. people out of the way. I like out how, of my way. Out of my <laughs> and way. And she walks in the middle of a, a, a moment when Edith is presenting or whatever. And then she like reels off like a bunch of history about the manor. And then it's like, no, I need, I'm no, busy. It's not real history. No, it's not real history. But she like, says, uh, like, can you tell us anything about this? granny and what does she say uh oh can you tell us something about the fourth earl and she's like oh he collected horses and women and then everyone everyone like popped like oh <laughs> yeah she can really she, she would have been great for the crowd work there um but she had other things in mind she she confronts cora in front of everyone uh which mosley then later reports to everyone downstairs oh, like, he comes gleefully yeah. downstairs. oh you won't believe this uh, <laughs> i gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pee i'll pee my pants <laughs> oh man um so yeah, uh, she confronts Cora in front of everyone. Like you knew something. When was the last time I was here? When was the last time I Did was here? Did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cora's just like, be easy, be easy. And then she just storms upstairs to see Robert. And Robert's like, "What do you expect me to do? That's my wife." Say like, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, mama. Uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to resolve. I mean, I think it's kind of resolved. Well, I mean, how does Violet get? vengeance you know she's always one to not leave you know down a point she's got to get even somehow we'll find out does she just lose a peg this time she already lost one peg yeah young peg it's true that is true so we'll see about that yeah she is she is like irate as uh, you, yeah. she's still quippy i know and it, it's hard to tell where we're supposed to fall in this because you know it seems like Julian kind of wants us to like you know understand her side, but I don't think one for one second we've kind of felt her side this whole season. Like it just you're battling you know the tides of time you know coming at you, Granny. What, what yeah. can you do? You know you are even older than the people that say they're out of touch. Yeah, you're a generation above that. Right. So, anyways, that's that's the main a plot going on. Yeah, those two things sort of hand in hand. Yeah, but on that same note. Dickie Martin's there with his future daughter-in-law. Yeah, in a nice little plot. Well, they tease it a little bit. I don't think I didn't think they needed to tease it with Violet saying, "Oh, Lord Merton's coming." Right. I think they could have cut right to Merton being there with the daughter-in-law. Yeah, who basically says, "Like my future husband is not always the nicest person," which is so weird. Why wouldn't he be there at all? Because he still feels that way. I guess. Or just they still have the the cost. You know, to afford the actor to show up? <laughs> I don't up? think those actors... I mean, this ain't a Willis situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. No Willis episode, by the way. Dearly missed. Um, no, because when he returns, whenever he returns, if he returns, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll pop us in the, in the audience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to, like, rewind back, like, who is this character? Because they kind of, like, I didn't follow, like, oh, she's marrying Larry, and that's why he knows her. And she apparently is at odds with Mary. They don't get along. She references that. Like, they're like, oh, she doesn't want to talk to me because, you know, we're not on the same level or something. I don't know. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, she's there and she's trying to mend fences with uh, Isabel. Seems to be working, I guess. Yeah. They're a good couple. But I don't know. You need an apology from the sons. It can't just come from the daughter in law. Yeah. Saying. Just saying. 
Or they could just get married and say, screw them, screw the kids. Or you could just say Clarkson's right there and he's a successful medical professional. I like there's the first scene where they're like in the room. Yeah. And they're all talking. It's when they're talking about the open house. And it's like that Simpsons episode where they're talking over breakfast and they move the cereal box and Millhouse is there. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, open to the public. What do you think, Dr. Clarkson? And then it like cuts and Dr. Clarkson's like, well, actually, I think this. And yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Dr. Clarkson. It's a, it's a fun little like pan over to yeah. this non-family member very much in like the, the room. It's like, what do you think, Dr. Like, oh, hi, everybody. Uh, so... Yeah, Clarkson's still around. He still gets to keep his job good for him. Uh, upstairs, the lot going on with romance in the air. Uh, yeah, love is in the air. Yeah, so Birdie is coming around. It, the Birdman is back. Yeah, uh, we hear what Mary thinks of him. She thinks he's boring, <laughs> which is I think f- far from the truth. I think if you ask me, Talbot's a little bit boring. Talbot strikes me as the guy who has a car racing habit because he has no actual uh, like life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Birdie seems like a actually interesting dude. I think. I think in the in the Edith scheme, mm-hmm. Birdie falls underneath Gregson but above Sir Anthony. Yeah, and that's not bad. No, no. And he seems nice enough. He he pitches the ideas like you you know he's an agent. He understands like things you need to do around the manor, and he's like you need all this stuff to run a open house. And I think that wins over a few points with the crowd. Yeah, but then uh, what's uh, their Cora is talking to Robert, and she's like, "Who would have thought mm-hmm. this would be a thing?" Yeah. Well, Edith doesn't have many prospects. Yeah. So, between them, this episode is just a lot of nice, cheerful banner. I like seeing the two together. Yeah. And they introduce him to, uh, she introduced him to Marigold. Yeah. With the nanny. And the nanny, speaking of, the nanny's like, can I go, can I go for a minute? And yeah. Mosley's like, oh, I've been waiting alone all day to pay. You think you can go before me? That doesn't happen. Yeah. Cartoon sweat dripping down his face. Yeah, chair. yep. But uh, it, it's still she hasn't told him, you know, who Marigold is. It's it's her ward. But it was funny in the scene. It really hit me. Like, wait a second. Each of the the Downton children, they're all widows. All of them. Like, I mean, Branson's effectively. A, yeah, yeah. They're all single parents with dead significant others. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's rough. Yeah. Like it's serious. Yeah. So Branson. So Anna has to go for an appointment. There's really not too, too much. Bates and Anna are are fine in this episode, but they don't do anything. Bates is still smiling. He's, yeah, he's, he's telling a, Mary, like, I'll pay you back for uh, whatever operation you did. Don't worry. Just wait until she shows him the bill. Because that's the one thing that doesn't come up. She's like, He's like, no, I'll pay whatever the cost it was for that. And she's like, fine. Uh, you bitch. <laughs> when he gets the bill, <laughs> he's like, wait a second. It costs this much. You bitch. I'm going to Dr. Clarkson. <laughs> But it's one of those things where Mary says in the car, like, uh, he should just take my, uh, he should just take my offer and pay, let me pay for it. And then Branson's like, no, 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 let him pay for it. And then when he finds out, you know, that Branson is the one who said, no, let him pay for it. You bastard. You bastard. (laughs) And he said, uh, no, well, Branson says his pride is more important than the money. And Anna is like, thank you. Anna, who has not seen the bill either. Yeah. Well, do you think Anna's ever like, when there's a car with Anna, Branson, and Mary, mm-hmm. where does Anna fall? Because she spent years of her life with Branson as a peer. So now, and Branson seems to be one to break down the barriers, but Mary also doesn't seem to. She seems very respectful of tradition. It's probably just like the Simpsons episode. Where we're like, hey, Anna, what do you think? Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm in the front seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me chime in here. You know, just every once in a while, just ask her what she thinks, but uh, otherwise, just, you know. 
act like she's not there. But yeah. Anna, Anna and Mary are friends, so then maybe they just gossip a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, so they go to London because Anna just is having like um, pain, pain. But Mary wants to go there anyways because she's got designs. She sets up a whole like the singles table effectively. Right. Well, Evelyn Napier is the one who invited her out, right? Well, she like works with Napier to get Talbot to not mm-hmm. know she's coming. Right. Poor Napier. He doesn't really say anything. He much doesn't do much. So. He like looks glum. Yeah, because he's still pining for her, this poor guy who is a handsome dude and is, I think, he has money. And he's been in the story timeline for like 10 years. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Since day two. There's nothing wrong with this dude. Yeah, and that's the problem. Maybe There's he's no- the b- boring. That's true. That is true. But yeah, they're at a single stale. He's just weeping. He's like, my friend, come on, Pamuk. I miss my friend. For <laughs> he's, 10 years. He's, yeah, 13 years later, he still misses his friend, Pamuk. Uh, yeah, Kamal, where are you at? Um, but there's this weird part where they're talking about being like widows and widowers. And the one woman's like, my husband died in the war. And Mary's like, mine didn't. And the woman <laughs> yeah. gives her like a look. Yeah, deal like, with s- it. Still died. Yeah, yeah. Still lost a husband. And also... He couldn't. He lost his ability to walk briefly. He got mm. severely injured in the war. It's true. It is true. Yeah, and she acts like, yeah, you know, better than ever. Good for you, Mary. And you can't, you know, I don't know. You can't simp- you like like give someone a, a a face because their husband died in a less gruesome way than yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Matthew died in a car crash. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the dinner goes over well. Branson's having a good time. He's drinking. Again, Branson is is back. Well, you gave him points last week for being like, yeah, Mister Happy. He's happier than ever. My mom did. I was watching it in the other room. She's like, man, he's put on weight. And it's like, wow. Even my mom sees it. He's happy. Let the man. <laughs> let the man be happy. All right, lean into it. Um. Uh, so yeah, he kind of gets left behind. Even though they're like, no, keep keep staying out, Branson. And it's like. Mary's like, no, 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 I got... And also, Mary, she made a conscious choice to really dress up for uh, Talbot this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the the look that she's wearing, I think, in like all the promos for like the season. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like white dress with the, 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 the hair, hair, the band. <laughs> and yeah, she looks great. The head necklace. Yeah. Uh, so she goes out for a walk with Talbot a- afterwards. Let's him know that... Well, Branson backs off. Branson's right. not like, leave me. He's like, I'm going to go read. Go drink at home. <laughs> go drink alone. But so they go for a walk. She lets him know about how Matthew died, and he's like, "I already knew." Yeah, he can, Evelyn <laughs> told him. Great, thanks for uh, Evelyn's know. a good wingman. <laughs> yeah, he's a weeping wingman. He's like, I wanted to marry her. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? You're really helping out Talbot to make the moves, man. Um, and then the worst uh, CGI rain I've ever seen in a, a TV comes down. Uh, literally, they're just standing there, and Mary could not be more dry as rain runs through the screen somehow. Yeah, they like sprinkle her a little bit. Well, yeah, they they show it for a second, then they throw in throw in real rain. But for a brief moment, it's like this is just breaking the fourth wall. Like this is terrible CG. This is a rain. whole meta episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kiss. They do in an alley. Yeah, not too far off from where it looked like um, Lady Rose kissed uh, that other guy. Well, Atticus. Atticus. Well, that was in York. This is London. It was still in an alley somewhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know yeah. those rich people kissing in alleys. Yeah, as it goes. It's where. Um, Cousin Rose kissed uh, Jack Ross. Right. Where is Cousin Rose? Is she going to come back? New York, bro. Is she going to come back? She's in New York. Is she going to come back? For the movie? No. I know that's not, confirmed. Not for the movie, but we got three episodes left? I don't know. If anything, in the movie, they'll be like, you know, she's still in New York. or She's in that movie yesterday about this <laughs> band called... Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what this band <laughs> I forget was. What, they, what they're called. What songs? Uh, so yeah, uh, and yeah. So you know, Talbot's like, you can't deny me. You know, I may not have money. You attracted to me. You thirsty. You want this? Yeah. And he leaves her thirsty for the moment. So we'll see where that goes. But also, I think perhaps the more palpable relationship is Branson and Talbot. It's yeah. like, dude, come watch me drive, bro. Yeah, we could just drink afterwards, have a couple brews, some laughs. Yeah. And Brass is like, I think I like that. So get the NOS and the engine. Start a, a Fast and Furious. I kept thinking Yorkshire. about that. Like, this is Branson's chance to become like a pit crew member or whatever, like lubing up the car. Well, um, he he's the, who's who? Is he is he Brian or Dom? Uh, he's, he's too, I think he's, he's Dom. He's all about family. So I mean, that's why he came back. I mean, that's, he has a whole speech about family already. We're like, I was gone, and I realized the so only thing I was here. Talbot is, is Paul Walker? Yeah. He's a bit of a stiff. Yeah, he could be a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Photoshop. If, if any of our listeners have uh, Photoshop skills, yeah, make a Fast and Furious Downton Abbey poster with Talbot and Branson. <laughs> I would see that movie. And then Mary is uh, Letty. Uh, yeah. Or no, no, no. Uh, who would be Letty? Because it, it would be Sybil, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, she dies and what's then her name? maybe comes back. Uh, we already forgot her name. What? And that's the, good. Yeah, Jordana Brewster's character. That well, no, Paul, I'm not Paul talking Paul. about that. I'm talking about the, the teacher with Lady. And what? Fast and Furious no, or Down Abbey? Down Abbey? Wait, what teacher? Oh, Miss Bunting. Yeah, Bunting is uh, Lady. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, uh, and Edna Breathway is the Charlize Theron character from Fate of the Sure. Theory. We're going deep in their <laughs> Fast and Furious fandom here. Let's get back on track. Um, so that's pretty much all the upstairs, I think. We just we covered it right there. Mary figures out, or Mary has essentially figured out that Marigold is... I don't think she's figured out because people won't let on that because she kind of prods She that. wants someone to tell her, but she won't. She says to Branson, like, if you're not telling me, no, she doesn't say that. Yeah, she does. Really? She says, I'm going to be mad at you if you didn't tell me about this. She doesn't outwardly say that it's a biological child, but she knows. Yeah. You think she's walking around going but like... That, but no, that doesn't make sense because she resolves that scene by saying, I think it's idiotic that she adopted that child when she's still single. She says that. So I don't... She, she knows. She knows it's up. Maybe. We'll see. She, don't yeah, be surprised she, when she's surprised to find out, dude. She knows something's up. Well, she definitely knows something's up. She doesn't. She hasn't put it together fully, though. Yeah, but she's asking people, and people are like, huh. Yeah, but I do agree with her. Like, how idiotic does it sound that someone adopts a child when they're single and they need to marry in this family and everything? And it's just like, yeah, not the smartest uh, move. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what I do we got going on downstairs? One more thing about the upstairs. When, they, when they talk about moving around and like people going through the house, Robert says, just imagine if they find Lady Mary in a bath. And this is when Carson's trying to give alcohol to Robert, and Robert like turns it down. And, oh yeah, that was a fun scene. And Carson's like, Ugh. he's got a flask of wine. Yeah, and, and Robert's like, I should finally listen to my doctor, but I can't. Yeah, I can't drink. So, uh, but yeah, what a weird comment to say about your daughter being in the tub, and then Carson's just like, come on, <laughs> she kissed me once, <laughs> and it was the best day of my life. Let it be, okay. <laughs> Well, let's just move on to them. Carson and Hughes not getting along exactly in their household. Not too surprising, really. I mean, it's like, is there a world where you live in a place where you are served your meals every single day? Mm -hmm. Your bed is made, either you make your bed a specific way Mm -hmm. or someone makes it for you. And then 
you move out and it's not really difficult. There was a world back in the 1920s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, in anyone's life. Like, if yeah, you were yeah. alone for 60 years, living yeah. this way for, like, right, 40 right. years, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, it just goes to show, move in with the person you plan to marry before you marry them. It pro makes t- less problems. Pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he is annoying, this episode, Carson. Uh, he's annoying, but he's not intentionally annoying. He's just... Uh, I, I think him prodding Hughes to keep talking to Patmore is pretty annoying. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know any better. Yeah, he wants things his way. He wants it that way. But no, I re- remembering how the story culminates, I just think Carson's being oblivious. Yeah, very much oblivious. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. Uh, so, yeah, Hughes is annoyed. She has to keep going to Patmore for yesterday's food. And it's like, what are, what dinners are these where she has salmon for, for Carson and then duck? And that, you know. And he just straight up doesn't eat the salmon because there's no lemon and horseradish. Yeah. Just turns it down. What a piece of work. What a what a guy who's been being served food for 40 years and for a month he's living with his wife. Acting like a baby. They should just eat at the manor. It's And they do one night. It's like, why not? And he wants his bed folded a certain way? Bro. Do it yourself. You don't have to fold your bed every day. It's, apologies to fans out there who live by folding your bed and making it every day. I don't do it. Spoiler. Okay, you live by yourself. Yeah. It's okay. You'll wake up, you'll go to bed the next day and it's fine. Okay. Just saying, pro tip: don't have to fold your bed every day. All our all our friends at High Clear Castle Gin and Cigars are like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, children out there, please keep folding your beds and making your parents happy. Yeah, if you're if you're a, ch- a young person doing this, get used to making make it a habit, or you'll wind up like idiots like us. Yeah, don't end up like me. You don't want to end <laughs> up like unmade me. beds. <laughs> yeah, living like a slob. Uh, so there's that, and then we hear about Pat Moore's house again. This episode, it's done. And yeah. she, she's putting out ads for people to come live there. And her niece is running things? Yeah. And she's got a telephone in there to receive people, you know, who want to stay there. So Reservations, yeah. Pamore is modernizing herself. She is. She's getting that side income. Yeah. And you know what? She's got to watch out. She may want to leave some room for an extra visitor. Uh-oh. Mr. Mason is still feeling himself with his uh, his land. And he keeps bringing vegetables and stuff for Patmore as a thanks yeah, because Patmore's being good. Yeah. You know, like Patmore's good to him. Yeah. Because Patmore is maternal to Daisy. Yeah. Daisy does not yet live there, but she's visiting every day. Right. She brought her photo of William in his mm-hmm. army uniform and yeah. put it on the on the wall. Yeah. And I, this is, I just don't understand. I'm sure this will get resolved. Yeah. I love the idea that Patmore and Mr. Mason just get closer and closer until eventually, who knows, maybe they marry or get together and then they just adopt daisy without like her 20 having, year old daisy. yeah they have daisy has no saying it like you're our child now daisy come with us i don't want to you're our child now <laughs> come on daisy you'll come with us because that's essentially what, what ha- was happening this episode where they're like oh you can just go do that with mr mason go hang out with her, him and she's like come on i don't want to be with this guy all the time i got school but then again she doesn't want patmore being in touch with mr mason yeah. She wants her all to himself on her terms. Well, I think it's also, she feels like it's encouraging Mr. Mason to come around more, too, I think. But he's so good. Yeah, he means he's, well. He is just on the, if you did that, like, that like Dungeons and Dragons character chart of, like, pure good, chaotic yeah. good, he would be, like, just good, pure yeah. good. Yeah. But either way, Daisy's got a test to do. Yep. We don't, we don't know how it goes yet, so we'll see. And she's got a special tutor. Mr. Mosley? Mr. Mosley. Yeah. Who is getting tested himself. Yeah. To see if he may get a job in education. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, all, during 
all that time he was doing those side jobs, he never once thought about getting into education. Yeah, like, <laughs> you ever be, find yourself in a situation where you're around people that are, like, severely less educated than you? Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to, like, socialize with people that just are, for lack of a better phrase, dumb. Yeah. And you're trying not to, you don't want to be rude, mm-hmm. but you can't, there's some like common ground and it's not just literally education. It's like, it's like being cultured and reading. Yeah. You think he's like laying tar down with like dudes that are like, oh, I was reading Shakespeare last yeah. night. I was yeah. reading the history of the, and, and Mosley's like, oh, I was as well. Mosley just misses common sense frequently, yeah. you know? Mosley um, would be a good conversationalist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll see where he winds up with uh, with this test. We'll see. What if he just flunks it? Well, then we'll forget about this plot line and it never happens. <laughs> he just pisses himself during, while taking the test. Oh, no. It's happening again. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this plot line may just get written out if he just can't pass his test. So we'll see. Uh, make more room for the absent Spratt and Danker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spanker. Um, spranker. 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 <laughs> That's who it is. Don't want to get too dirty with <laughs> No, let's not. Um so the other thing going on downstairs too is uh, back, uh, Cor- uh, Baxter tells Cora about the, the trial and mm-hmm. then that comes up and then later on she gets noticed that like, oh, he's in jail and he wants to talk with me. We'll see if we get to finally see him next episode. It better be like a big guest star. Like, you know, to really make <laughs> us wait to see who this dude is. Yeah, it's George Clooney. <laughs> it's Giamatti again. That's a different character. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, just a clean shaven Giamatti. Um, or did he have a beard? I think he was clean shaven. He had a bearded Yeah, the, the hor- yeah. horseshoe, bald head. Yeah. He's fully shaved head. There we go. Are we missing anything else? Oh, there's the other thing with uh, Thomas and Andy. Yeah. Tom- so, Andy can't read. Still can't read. Thomas- and there's all this talk about downsizing and how like Barrow is a, uh, that the, uh, an underbutler is like a fragrant memory of the lost world. Yeah. There's no need for him anymore, his role. Yeah. And that's fair. Sure, I feel uh, you start to feel for Thomas though, because it's like it's so thankless, thankless. He's been there forever. He served in the war, and they just cannot care less about him. Yeah, even in, well, like, I mean, he's done his fair share of of wrong. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so people catch Patmore catches him, uh, Andy exiting his room. No, Patmore or, catches him talking to Andy, like right. Come to my room later, and Carson catches him walking. Andy out. walking out of the room without a book, because Andy's like, oh, I was just collecting a book, and he's like, you don't have a book. Oh, I forgot it. I'll get it tomorrow. Dumb Andy. I have a book. Where's the book? It's, oh, no. <laughs> I don't have, no book. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Uh, and so they put two and two together thinking, oh, it's that dirty misdeeds again. And it's like, it's so unfair to Thomas, you know? Like, come on. You th- he learned his lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, it's just because we know Thomas, but it's not fair to him. I think this actually leads to maybe the best scene between Carson and Thomas in the, uh, this, the whole series where they're going back and forth a little bit where Thomas is like, when I tell you nothing wrong went ha- wrong happened, believe me. And he's like, I don't think I can. And it's just like, if, and the, the, the hammer of this episode is Thomas crying to himself. Yeah. And you feel for him legitimately this time. How, is this the third episode where we've seen an episode end with Thomas crying to himself? I think there's like the beginning of season five and then there's a the plaster episode. Is that like, that's like anger. Yeah, I Season guess. Season five is when the guy kills himself in the, or no, there's the hospital too. Season two. Yeah. When the guy kills off himself. Right. He's, yeah. He cries a lot, Thomas, in the show. Someone can make a super well, he's a very, he's a guy that's like 
so conflicted with his, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Every yeah. time he wants to be good, it doesn't work. Why can't he just tell Carson, look, Andy's dumb as bricks and doesn't know how to read him, helping him out? Yeah, at what point does it, it's like, dude, just because I have a different lifestyle doesn't mean I'm always up to no good. The dude can't read. Yeah. Don't tell him I told you, but just leave me alone. It must be a thing where he's like, well, I'm going to be leaving here anyways. I got to get a job somewhere else. What does it matter? I'll keep Andy safe. It's a shame. It's yeah, a shame. Especially after their nice little redemption. Yeah. And he was also one of Carson's uh, groomsmen. Yeah. <laughs> by, not by choice, but he was he was a groomsman. And Bates is like, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. I should have been his best man. <laughs> yeah. Should have been me. <laughs> I don't think he cares. Should have been me. <laughs> he, picked, he already beat up Barrow. Yeah. And then he sees the responsibility of being a groomsman, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't manage. <laughs> yeah, I can't manage. <laughs> Uh, I, I, w- I would love to see where he gets the receipt for the bill of Anna, and he just, <laughs> God, I can't manage. Just crumbles it up. He just goes into the lake and like pulls out his limp corrector. He's, Can I exchange this for a surgery? <laughs> oh, man. That would be, I know, that would be very much like Agent Gates if like, Bates goes into the water and like resurrects his limp corrector. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's the broad strokes of the, the storylines this episode, right, Dave? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh, was a good episode. It felt like a, a moving plots forward episode more so than it did like a... Yeah. You couldn't show this to somebody who hadn't seen Downton and have a nice story be told and resolved. Right. Yeah. So... It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It was good. The tour, we, I mean, it was it was a good episode within a season. Yeah. No, I agree. So, uh, quotes from this episode. Uh, when they're talking about opening the house, Edith says something... Along the lines of like, why would anyone pay good money and come yeah. and look? And then, uh, Robert, trust you can cast a pool of doom over a successful day. It says Mary to Edith. Yep. Uh, Robert thinks it's crackers that people would want to come here. Yeah, it's weakling stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Edith says it's sad. Our way of life is seen as strange. It's like, is it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they're talking about uh, the, where they're going in London, Edith says, oh, I went there with Michael Gregson. And, and Mary just says, do you have to put a damper on every restaurant you've been to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they're talking about Bertie, um, Mary says, is he worth it? And Edith says, as opposed to your car mechanic, burn. <laughs> Drop the mic. You know, he calls it your oily car mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I like when Edith and Bertie kiss and uh, Edith is like, it feels so nice and automatic. It's like. Yeah, oh, she's right. she's in the Fast and Furious crew. Edith? Oh, absolutely. She she might she's, be. She's like the Gal Gadot character or something like that. Or no, she's she would better. she would be more of a, a. You have to take gender out because she's very important. Yeah, she's more of uh, the ludicrous. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert talking about not drinking the the wine that's from Lord Byron that Carson gives him. You know, he's like, I can't carry on the way I used to. It makes me think, was Robert like a lush that we just never realized? I feel like all of them are. Yeah. Even Carson, when Hughes is like, "Can will you be relaxed if you don't drink? Oh, right, because so there's a moment where Carson's like, I can't drink because the Lord can't drink, and it feels like... Yeah, just, solidarity. Yeah, which is like, dude, let it be. This is this is almost, it's almost too comical. <laughs> like, dang it, Carson. Be your own man. Find out the name of the person that Baxter's having to deal with. His name is Coyle. Brendan Coyle. <laughs> not, no, not Bates. Come see me in jail. What if it's him? It's just, <laughs> Bates with like a beard or something or a mustache. Like, my great-grandson is going to be an actor. Yeah. 
Uh, Bates says about Anna, I miss you when you're out of sight. I like that everyone's sort of okay with them having like the times equivalent of PDA where they're just like flirting with each other and like cute talking in front of Lady Mary. That's kind of a big deal when you think about it. They just love each other. They're, they're just horn dogs for each other, I guess. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um. All right. So I think that's it for this episode. Uh. There's Violet says, uh, I'm sick and tired of logic. It's, they said logic or principle. She said, I'll take a principle every day. It's true. And she says, tell Cora I don't want to see her face until I'm used to having a traitor in the family. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Cora's like, all right. Yeah. El Presidente. Yeah. Well, power rankings. Let's do it. Who yeah. do you got down? Number three is Carson. Me too. He's just uh he's just oblivious. He's being dumb. Yeah. A little rude. A little rude. And clearly he's uh on the wrong side of the open house. Walks around with that stick, doesn't do anything with it. It's just flexing. Just flexing, he's got no power. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a walking stick that he misplaced. Right. Who do you have at two? Thomas. Yep. He's just having a rough week crying to himself. Yeah, he's just trying to do you think he's perpetually trying to turn a new leaf, but he's always up to there's always something negative going on. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is easy enough. No luck for him. And Number then, one is pretty obvious. Cause, uh, causing a scene. Violet. Yeah. She she didn't get the job, she, or she didn't. She, she lost the battle. This entire season's been building this, and she lost. You lose, Violet. You lose. Yeah. Uh, and you had never had any say to begin with. It's kind of like ironic. It's like, look, this board is going to make the decision either way. You can't really do much about it. Your prankster buddy couldn't have done anything. Yeah. Sorry. So who's going up? I got Birdie at number three. I got I got Birdie at number three too. He's doing good. He's automatic with his kisses. He's helping out with, with he, advice around the house. Crucial to this episode. This episode yeah. does not succeed without Birdie. Yeah, he saves the day a little bit. Who's two? Mary. I got Mary at two. All right, she's having a week. She's got a kiss. Uh, she's wheeling and dealing. It's her idea yeah. to do the open house. Yeah, she's helping Anna. She's yeah. footing the bill. Yeah. Well, she's not going to end up footing that bill if Bates has anything to do with it. Bates is a sneaky. Uh, Power rankings loser if he sees that bill. <laughs> He's like, wait a second. That's why he was salary for the put, year. Put me on the down list this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this one, boys. Yeah. And number one, I think we may be in lockstep of this whole week. El Presidente. Cora. She got the job. Whoop-oo. Didn't even ask for the job. She just got it. That's power. Also, she is like the worst at giving the tours, but she is so smooth. Yeah. They're like, tell me who did that painting. And she's like, well, I'll tell you who did uh, this painting. I'm, and she was like, I'm not sure. But I can tell you about this painting, you know, just a very direct yeah. guiding people along. Um, yeah. So, wow. I think that's the first time we've been like this all six. Yeah. Six for six. It took six. There's a lot of season six. Devilish stuff six, going on. June 6th. All six of our power rankings. <laughs> Did not plan this. Are for the order. record, Dave and I are not saying this. Bro, really? We, we should make that clear. We do not believe not yet. in the power of Satan. Well, Satanists also don't believe in the power of Satan. Well, like, what do they believe in? Nothing? Satanists are sort of like, you know, this is, okay, this is a, we're, I mean, we, we ran a little short this week. I think Satanists are like, if Christians believe that like you need to be follow the rules of God, Satanists are like YOLO. Okay. Like, like don't be a bad person, but like live your best life. Indulge. Well, then I should be maybe a little bit of Haven't you seen The, the Witch? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like live deliciously is what the the, gotcha. the devil says in that movie. All right. Well, we'll live deliciously this week. Don't live deliciously <laughs> if you're Robert Grantham though, uh, yeah. Robert Crawley, because it won't go well. <laughs> so live within reason. 
Yeah. Or else we're also reversed. But if you're feeling like being a little out of reason, unreasonable <laughs> with your money, join our Patreon. <laughs> Here are dirty dancing video. We want to talk about Satanists. <laughs> a little bit there. A little bit in that dirty dancing. Um, that would be wonderful. And yeah. all, as always, follow us on social media. We were a little uh, quiet about the High Clear Castle Gin contest, which is two tickets to High Clear Castle. If we have not emphasized how cool that is, we're not going to fly to England, but they're sort of there. You're going to get free tickets to High Clear Castle. Yeah. We don't know how exactly it's going to involve hashtags and it's going to involve that gin. So if you see the gin, buy it. You see the cigars, buy one. <laughs> That's all I can recommend. Yeah. And if, maybe if you just see gin and cigars in general, just go crazy, you know? Well, high clear hey, specifically. we're Satanists. Go live your best <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Live deliciously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, until next time, you can follow us. <laughs> don't do that. Um don't buy gin unless that's what you do. Yeah, unless that's what you do. Uh, unless you're a lush like Robert. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you want to see more of what we do. You know, just uh, shoot us, post. Shoot us an email on Gmail. We've gotten some nice uh, feedback from fans. Yeah, love the reviews on iTunes if you want to post them. There was a lovely one that was posted the other week that we really appreciated. Yeah, a five-star five review. Yeah, that was Thank nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but until next time, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Again, take care. Bye. <laughs>